0: Welcome to Fallout Podcast, episode 29, aka Tales from the Castleford Crypt. It's a fall assemblage, all 525 songs in a divulgence of noteworthy czar, everlastingly gashed into four environs 77, 85, 86, 93, 94, 2001, 2002, till the end. Currently, we are on round one of the championship where we will probably stay forever tonight. Pay your rates against Mother Sister, entitled against Legend of Xanadu, on my own, against One Day, and theme from Sparta FC, against Slippy Floor. As always, joined by Mr Pippington Beard, Pythagorean number mystic, and the lobster telephone, not Lord Sage Temple, who is up his own bumhole, astral slumming in Haslington, I imagine, uh, joined by the Pemberton Cycler, beside the seaside. Done it, we're in. Fantastic. Brilliant. And also joined by a special guest, Al's brother, Andrew. How are you doing, Andrew? I'm very
1: well, What's well, Chris Barrow Stop trying to form me up every two minutes. Super. Good, good to meet you, Brendan.
0: Good to see you. Um, Alistair, how are you doing? I'm all right, yeah. I must have complained,
2: nothing too exciting this week. Uh, not burnt anything down.
0: Nice. It's always a
3: bonus. And Philip, how are you? Excellent, Brendan. I'm uh, avoiding beans like a good Pythagorean.
0: Very good. Uh, Tim Three on a punt in the sticks. New digs screamed into the abyss and I am the host. The normally miscible butter and lemon juice. Um, so, Andrew. Um, Hello. What's, uh, what's your kind of dealings with the fall? Are you a, would you class yourself a fan?
1: Uh yeah definitely i mean i'm not i'm not a die everything all by the fall i've probably got half a dozen albums seen them live three maybe four times that would have been uh late 90s into the noughties really i was catching them
0: live nice nice well hopefully you had a chance to listen to this uh, playlist there's some uh some biggins why don't we make a start with the uh, pay your rates off grotesque philip if you don't mind <laughs> So, Phil, you hate the working class, don't you? What do you think about this song?
3: (laughs) It's uh, this is a it's a favourite. I love the the psychobilly vibe that they get going in this. It's not the the first time, but it, it's definitely one of the best ones for my money. I love the the deranged, dissonant descents that they get into, and the the wrong chords and the sloppy bends and the prepared piano type guitar playing. And I just think the lyrics are absolute genius. I really like the fact that his response to economic <laughs> pressure is to write a snotty letter, which is uh, you know is the the great British. Response to uh, to any great tragic injustice, and uh, my favourite bit of, of the entire song is like the sort of Keystone Cop slapstick ending, where it's almost like he's shouting it over his shoulders as he's running off. I pay, you tomorrow! I'll pay you tomorrow. I pay tomorrow. I love it. It's, it's got like a sort of British postcard type humour about it all, and I think it's a, a fantastic bit of. Hugger, her and satire the whole thing yeah I love it Top indeed
0: team. hopefully we will get more of a chance to talk about it because uh, there's lots to dig into but who knows whether it's real, how it will throw against mother sister but Alistair what do you make of pay your rate absolutely fantastic I think it's probably a
2: very influential song when it comes to like all the bands that came out of the fall sound reminds me a little bit of stuff like Pussy Galore like a, a lot of the American stuff really you know you've got to pay your rates haven't you you've got to get down the post office you know cash your jar or get your rates paid get the liquor bill paid and uh, off to quick serve to buy some smashed eggs but yeah it's, it's spike. it's fast as uh, remember are going on about musical chairs to it with some students he had <laughs> which sounded like a lot of fun but yeah you got got the, the fast spiky bit and then you got the drop down bit with the, the, the sort of slow parts, which has got, got some nice harmonies, vocally on there on what he says high that's quite nice but yeah the, the atonal drop down with the top of the neck harmonies that kind of uh, harmonics is a lot of fun but yeah it's lovely earthy nasty dirge uh, with a, a cracking riff
0: Aye, it is indeed. Ezra's not here. He's fanning about somewhere, and here's what he said. I'll do the voice. Oh, the
4: foul! A John Timber level of best.
0: First introduction to the alcoholically vertiginous verses, also used to great effect on middle mass, hip priests, etc. Great two-fist appeared with England scheme sick, ungrotesque, gob of rabid spittle aimed at government, keep them all government bones working, the best thing to come of feudalism. He is much better, isn't he, when he's not here and he's writing his stuff down. That voice was uncanny. Uh, <laughs> it was spot time, wasn't it? <laughs> presence was absolutely here. <laughs> exactly. Andrew, what do you make of pay rates? I'm
1: struggling to follow um, Ezra there, to be honest. Well, what I thought was it's typically perfectly raucous raw fall, isn't it? It's a nice aggressive melody to it. It's just perfect fall for me. It gets increasingly faster, more menacing. It's all I have for the fall, really. I would say it's probably dwarfed a little bit with the stuff of its time that was around it. So it was a great song, but I just think it probably outshone at the time by a couple of others that were knocking around, sort of totally wired and molested man that were around. So we never really got, got that much traction, but it's, it's an absolute doozy.
0: Aye, it is indeed. It's, it's definitely... A- I'd say it's in my top 10. I, I love, like you were saying, Phil, the pay him tomorrow a bit. Although he apparently do, he says pay the borough. I don't know. That's what they said on the... On the t- but I, I think he says pay him tomorrow. I'm going with that one. And I thought the, it was the borough as well. Yeah, well, that's what they said. Fight, fight, fight. There's a, <laughs> a, a site called the Annotated Fall who are, uh, you know, the font of knowledge about all this stuff. And uh, so, uh, you know... They're usually right. But um, that atonal kind of scratchy guitar, and Smith's on top form with his uh, with his snotty vocal. Advice <laughs> on rates. I was saying it earlier, like, like it's hard to know who he's taking the piss out of, right? Is, is, is he having to go at the local council? Is he having to go at the people who won't pay him? Are you having to go at the government? A bit of everyone, really. Um, That's more like it. Yeah, everyone. Firing is a scatter shop. And if you can't pay your rates, you're going to end up here on Debtors Retreat Estate. Sounds grim, but um, we could go on. But let's hear what Tim Three has to say. He, he must love this, surely. Apparently,
3: he's got a log burner at the moment, so he's uh, he's spluttering through the smoke. The pay rates is a machete to the face for an album. Album opener. I know someone who refused to listen to grotesque past the first sixty seconds of this track. Poor fool. Not the most sophisticated number, but I love it dearly for being an unapologetic and very funny blast. Makes me think of grindcore every time I hear it.
0: Alistair, does it make? Is he right there? Does it make us think of grindcore? Never made me ever once
2: think of grind car, but you know, other people have different uh, views on things. And you would know, though, wouldn't you, being a grind car drummer?
0: Being a grind (laughs) car (laughs) enthusiast.
2: I do do like grind car, yeah, but um, no, it's not when you're fast enough. But what about
4: gore grind? Uh, I think I just
2: made wrong. that he's got me with, got me with the, the grand car stuff slam it together two words and put car at the end of it and that's, that's it it's official brilliant
0: how about we have a list to mother sister off the live at the witch trials what is it, it is up against tonight uh, what's this song about nothing uh, Sydney, worst bit. Al, what do you make of mother, sister? I think it's a bugger that it's up against
2: Pay Your because I really like this one as well. You know, the, the opening gambit, the uh, what's up, that's about nothing. That, that always amused me. I think it's it's far more than that. You know, it's definitely not about nothing. I never really dig into the lyrics much, like, but the, the, with the title Mother Sister, makes you think about pregnancies were handled, um, uh, you know, in a certain era. But the, the vocal delivery's ass on it, like the rolling his R's on, on pre, uh, the screaming at the end on pylons, that he really does, it, like where he gets the voice break thing getting in there that's uh very effective yeah but yeah some good sort of like a uh, punky sensibilities to it but like a little bit of a funk edge to it as well like uh with, with some of the drumming on the uh on the slower parts but yeah fast choruses is you know that, those are great no nonsense it's a lot of
0: fun isn't it it's a lot of fun that Carl burns is all over it with his it? drum fills and going bonkers you're a drummer al. What do you what do you think about that? What
2: do I think about that? I think that Burns is is great and it's just the you know, it's typical witch switch trails offering really like for Mr. Burns. It's what you you should expect on witch trails, and it? so it's a shame in some ways that they didn't use that kind of style of drumming a little later on in the career.
0: Got it ironed out of him, didn't he? Um yeah. still it's not gore grind. It's not, no, grind. Not, not custard grind. But it is it's got a bit of a two tone vibe going on in my in my mind. Here's and what Rosra no, the- said. Go on, sorry, was just yeah. agreeing with you, Brendan. That's fine, no, that's you carry good. on. That's nice. good. That's a nice thing. Good. Ezra says, Mother, sister, been caught wanking. <laughs> it's the only way. <laughs> it's the only way to earn your jizz wings. He's on it tonight, isn't he? Reach or preach, it's all a diminished return. Floorboard creaks, spittle replaced by snot, milk by spunk. Greg Crowing from Mark. Uh, Philip, what do you think? That's
3: left me speechless. Let me on this video yeah okay swiftly moving on it's got a bit of an unusual vibe this I'm going to start off by saying what I always say which is that I'm not a huge fan of Live at the Witch Trials anywhere. but this is one of the songs that I, I do quite like um, I think some of the production could be better I think the, the drums sound overly compressed to me It's it, they're a bit sort of like it cuts the sound unnaturally I think to my ear but I, I really like the guitar riff in it I think it's simple and uh, brute kind of thing but it, it works perfectly well I'm not a huge fan of of Mark's delivery on this this tune though, it reminds me a little bit of a bit overly earnest and a bit sort of Rick Mill from the Young Ones in, in the way that he's kind of singing it. And it. so I like it, but it's got a weird vibe for me. And uh, but I, I do like the ending, which I, I, I thought was quite well thought out. But he does slip into his Leiden, more Leiden moments, doesn't he? On these early tunes, which is, which is not really what I pay my money for with the for. But it's
0: by no means a bad record. Aye, I'll give you that. Andrew, what about this? For you? Not my favourite.
1: Give me that. It's repetitive in my head. The vocals are good, but the the, the music around it just grates against me. Look a bit real. Let me reach for the next button. It's a challenging listen. We'll give it that. Marky e. Smith is, is, is superb in it, but the rest of it I just find no not for me yeah it's just a bit too not a, not a nice introduction to fall for anyone I'd say it's it's for the hard and fall fan
0: fair enough Why we well, I mean, which Charles hasn't got a lot of love in the podcast so far we've uh, kind of like it but it doesn't seem to stand up against some of the the big heavyweights but I do like it I do like, like those drum fills all over it and the I guess kind of reggae-ish keyboards plod along fairly nicely it made me think of something like the specials or something like that because I was quite interested Al from in what, you, what you're saying similarly mothers and sisters and, and what was that all about and uh, at one point he talks about their fathers are underground apparently martin brammer was talking to him and said when he was little and he was the guitarist at the time he told mark smith that uh, he thought his grand with his mum because that's who he lived with he thought his mom was his sister And uh, apparently Smith ran with it, and that's where the the story came from. That line about it was like an up and down always gets me thinking of like a Clockwork Orange-style thing, but I don't think he does it enough to to be... intentional I'm not sure but as always give him give him the benefit of the doubt there's a peel session version which is uh, a bit heavier what does Tim over there think
3: there's good track but not the best on the record and not exactly remarkable wouldn't skip it but wouldn't pull a record out to hear it
0: shortened to the point well I think I know where this one's going Ezra is going for pay your rates Phil I pay your rates nice Alistair I'm paying my rates good good Andy? Absolutely, pay your rates. Hands down. Splendid. It's a route. I'm going for pay your rates. And uh, I'm guessing Tim3 is over there. 3 2, yeah. 3 2. He's given the numbers. uh, Ezra's given them just in case it goes to them fingers. Let's hope it doesn't. Moving on into the second era, entitled, which was a B side in the Ben Sinister era. Tom's a bit harder. You fall in a bloody sleep. That's what he says at the ver- one of the versions at the beginning. <laughs> Here's what Ezra had to say about this one. <clears throat> Normally when the fall sound like this ingle jangle Barry, I don't like it, but this one's a charmer and unusually cuddly for them. Slightly homophobic to the lyrics is a bit of a turnoff. I'm sure it's about, I'm not sure if it's about two men not keeping their non-Platonic love from the masses. Love is a complex thing. Now, we had a chat this afternoon on the forlet, and he seemed to come around to the idea that maybe it was a bit more balanced than that. But who knows? I won't talk for him. He's not here. He can, uh, he can defend himself in the next episode. Philip. Entitled. Phil, you're entitled. Tell us about that. Yes,
3: yes. I was really surprised how much of a bashing this song got in the bunker, to be honest with you, because I really like this. I thought it was great. And it's, I love all the, and I'm not normally a big massive fan of Jingle Jangly type stuff, but it, there was enough going on in it and enough charm that I it, it really warmed to this. It reminded me of loads of different things. I could hear the B-52s in it. I could hear R.E.M. in it. I could hear, you know, I could even hear Daniel Johnson in it in places. You know what I mean? It reminded me of lots of things that I that I quite like. And I, I love Smithy's disdain for the rhythm, tempo and melody that's being played. And the fact that he just kind of sings what he wants over the top of it. And, you know, it's, I'm sure it'll work out in the wash kind of mentality. When the drums come in, it's, it certainly reminded me of like Velvet underground as well, I could hear a bit of that going on, but that still didn't put me off. I thought it was really good. I I, I like when he drops in the one-word kind of chorus hooky bit as well, which I think it all works
0: for me. Does it well? And I like the House Martins as much as the next person. Alistair, entitled. Does this tickle you?
2: It does, yeah. I thought it was lovely. Uh, It really reminds me of of, some Kinks stuff, kind of a 60s throwback feel was what I picked up. I was thinking it was one that might end up on uh, Pimp's romantic uh, Smith list because it is quite a, a, a laid back chill out tune I'd love to see somebody like Jim or Rock do a cover of it because I think that the writing in it is pretty strong and you know if you give it to somebody else to reinterpret somebody who's got quite a good imagination when it comes down to composition then uh, yeah they could come up with a right jam out of that but yeah there's some great dynamics and it, it's nicely composed Phil mentioned the drums before I don't think there's any snare on there and it sounds a little bit like they're using brushes for <laughs> writing a drummer for not hitting stuff, stuff hard enough. When using brushes is a bit a bit on the harsh side it's kind of like the speed of the drumming a bit of a military sound to it but yeah the brushes thing that reminded me a little bit of well it's like it's the sound of the drums I suppose reminded me a little bit of Jackie Liebs because he never used to have a, a snare on his snare drum which kind of like gave him and can that kind of like fairly unique drum sound yeah I quite like the way that the vocals and guitar follow each other that works well I thought that the, the vocal harmony right at the end was really quite lovely so yeah I, I like this one
3: drumming on it really reminded me of um, Buddy Holly track That'll Be The Day which they famously recorded in a bathroom on a cardboard box that's how they got that tone but the tone sounds very similar Mm.
0: Well it's interesting you say that because I I think when I was reading The annotated Fall the reason they left it off Ben Sinister because they had a couple of tracks that sounded too Buddy Holly-ish that was a a description so well then either you cheated or you you know your stuff Andrew what do do you make of uh, this little jangle pop number The jangle pop number started off with
1: um, I almost thought a very Manchester. History sort of bass line, but very quickly, it very quickly became Smith's attempt at shoe gazing. It was awful. I just didn't get into it at all. I mean, you didn't play the, all of it. I thought the keyboards were verging on chopsticks at times. It was just. I just didn't sit well with me. I couldn't work it out whether the music could be written and the band had got oh, we've made, we made this song. Oh, I've got some crap words to put on that, or vice versa. I just couldn't work it out. But the smithy sat in a pub, sat in there drinking his White and McKay and written some words out, got me to the band, and they go, oh, yeah, didn't feel like an accomplished song to me at all. It just didn't sit right.
0: Fair enough. I mean, they did leave it off and put it on the B-side, so maybe uh, maybe they agree with you. Here's what Ezra said. Oh, he's already said it, hasn't he? I'm not reading it again. It wasn't that good. Uh, what does Tim say? Uh he scratched out on the Ector
3: sketch. Uh, really naff week 80s eight, indie pop sounds way for thin and quaint.
0: Yeah, he was having a dig at it. And uh, yeah, you 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 seem to quite like it. i like i think it's a nice tune gentle and you know it's a bit of an outlier for him maybe when bricks had turned up this was something to do with her and she'd uh kind of brought that softer edge in in the but yeah those lyrics i think it's about him getting in trouble for making a pass at someone who wasn't very appreciative of, it, of him getting called entitled imagine bricks having a go at him for, for being a creepy little creepy little fecker around but who knows why can you not relax when i'm behind you i don't make passes from the back is it so unusual to be entitled um who knows maybe i'm not doing that that fella any justice but i quite liked it jingle jangle number it's up against a cover of the legend of xanadu from the 1960s by dave d dozy beaky mekentich off your mum's greatest hits cd
4: you cannot legislate against wrongful encouragement. You hear my voice on the wind, cross the right. sand. Eddie, you should
3: <laughs> I had Amazing Grace. Before I realised it was a cover version, I thought they'd just lifted Amazing Grace and tried to make a song out of it.
0: So here's the thing, right? When I first heard it, I thought, like, all right this is a pretty you know awful attempt I don't remember what the original sounds like but why would you have the guitar all the lead instruments are so low in the mix that you can barely hear them it sounds like an outsider art kind of cover it does sound like Wesley (laughs) Willis or Daniel Johnson or Jandek or something having a go at the you know the 60s pop thing then I listen to the original which is fantastically 60s baroque pop fantastic mix and orchestration then you go back their version it's it's very poor very poor indeed but as with all these things on the 20th listen I started to think actually I quite like this How <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you make of Legend of Zanadu?
2: Well uh, I can see where you're coming from like with a comedy value kind of thing but if it had waxed a bit more Tommy Cooper on there uh, that I developed it's just bad I think you know it sounds like Kurt USM do when I was born under a wandering star I, did they do that or is this just <laughs> are you imagining that I, know, I might have it. I um, might create that <laughs> yeah, it'd be good to touch people too but yeah I hate the guitar and the drum just horrible the mix is really crap the drum's dead boring shitty compressed guitar bass is fairly solid but that's not enough to save it though it's just pretty dull um, sounds like they've had a bit of spare time in the studio and was like right fuck it we're doing this album is four minutes short yeah that's it we've still got 200 quid to spend what can we do in like two minutes
0: Andrew does, is this in your top 10 of all time
1: pretty close and uh, no, it's not the top 10, but I do like it to be honest. I like it for all the wrong reasons. It's got laser beam noises in it and a drone is smithy, and it's delightfully naff. I think it's, I just like it. I can't not do it. It's just, it's a bit of fun. Take it for what it is. It's just a bit of a fun. It might have been a five minute bit of space filler. I don't know. But for me, it's just, the way it, I, I get the impression they just have a laugh making that, and I feel like enjoyment when I listen to it. I don't mm-hmm. think you need to be too analytical about the wires and what it's covering and what it's doing. It's just, I'm having a
0: laugh in my head, and it comes across, and I like it. Fair enough it is cheeky this is what Ezra said splendid like last exit from last week though slightly less whiskey and Mogadon infused which may be a shame we had opening cod moroccan guitar lick office party christmas hades work drawn fantasy of foreign climes spangled with minarets and zaps. <laughs> in incredible public transport he's been having a go at the old cut-up technique again hasn't he and on the old uh, scissors, and does, a, and does this chap
1: just stick. spew this out, or did he take a few attempts to write this?
0: Normally, what this is what he normally does he only says like, f- f- fucking is great. Fucking brilliant. Fucking brilliant. Uh, yeah, it's ace. When, only when he's on the show, that's what he sounds like so you should, really should be on the sidelines every week I think
4: um,
0: Phil, you've not said anything about this yet
3: Go on. No, and I was, I was a little bit disappointed that Al didn't come out with his Don't reference <laughs> that made me laugh this week Yeah, I didn't realise it was a cover but I got suspicious of it when I was listening to it just think like, these lyrics don't sound like Smithy lyrics at all so then worked out it was a cover and listened to the cover listened to the original rather and then came back and, and enjoyed it even less <laughs> <laughs> the original version however it does sound like exactly the same special effect that they're using what, what Andy referred to as a laser beam sound which I think is supposed to be a whip crack but sounds like a cheap pistol to me in both of them. I, I think we should do a deep dive on this record. I think we should spend a whole episode deconstructing exactly what is going on here because there's there's many things to my ear. Many <laughs> decisions were made
0: well. along the way In those three minutes.
3: I, it's the drums, though. The drums just great me all the way through this tune. It's, they don't change. They're exactly the same with the tone. Everything in the high end and the low end's all cut out of it, isn't it? So it's like this really kind of thin mix. It's not, it's not really anything for me. Although, I did like the bit where we broke into the Lancastrian voice for the talkie bit, although you were telling me that's not actually Smith doing
0: that. but it's, I don't know uh, who it is. It doesn't name. sound like him. He comes back in at the end, but that's my favourite bit of the record, yeah. That is the best bit, yeah. But apart from that, it wasn't going to do much harm, me yeah. Tim's going to fucking hate this, isn't he? What does, does, he, what does he think?
3: <laughs> Absolute rubbish, Sound the performance of a decent song. There you go.
0: Fair enough. So, let's take a vote. Entitled versus Xanadu. Philip? Uh, entitled for me, being the princess swishing in a pink dress that I am. Okay. I'll get on Twitter later and voice some opinions about that. Alistair You know my policy Covers never go through I know That integrity Will see us all In our graves Andrew I like a good cover I'm going with Legend of Xanadu Blended And uh, Ezra's gone with Xanadu Tim has not I'm guessing Entitled Vognel and I'm going with entitled, which gives it 4-2. Oh it's going through. Sent it through. We're not going to the fingers. As much as Xanadu works its way, its weaselly way into my heart, I'm going with the House Martins knockoff. On my own, off the Marshall Suite. Give us a blast. Paper, if you don't mind. So if you don't mind, I think this had a bit of a velvet underground feel, and it kind of reminded me a bit of "Skyscraper, I Love You" by Underworld. <laughs> if I'd have, if you'd have left that on the screen a little bit for another thirty seconds, I, I would have got all your notes. I, I could see you bloody writing it though. Cheating. School schoolboy yeah, school go on, then you
3: can go first.
0: What do you make of on my own?
3: I was gonna start off actually by saying big fish, little fish cardboard box, because that was the <laughs> first thing that came into my mind when I was I was listening to it. It's got that very nineties. Dance feel to it, but it refuses to put any drums over the top, which I thought was quite an interesting choice. It's just like these very synthy sounds. It is a bit like Underworld Skyscraper, I Love You. It, it got me in that vibe, which is a very similar sort of tempo and, and feel to it all. I thought the general feel of the lyrics in it as well was quite interesting, that sort of mystical <clears urban throat> thing that it gets going in it all. So yeah, I I really like this. I wasn't quite sure how to take it at first, but uh, it really grew on me.
0: Nicey, nicely. Andrew, what did you make of this one? Didn't bloody well grow on me, that's for sure. I thought it was really naff
1: house music-y, Casio keyboard thing. It was just Beyond the Pale, to be honest, and the lyrics were extremely quiet. And what was going on with that reverb on the, on my own chorus? It was just shocking. It was awful. If that was the only false song I'd ever heard, or the first song I'd ever heard. I'd probably never listen to another one ever again. It's just dire. I'll put you down as a maybe. Yeah, definitely on the fence on this one, I
3: think. <laughs> <laughs> what you haven't let us slip is is you're a massive like happy art car fan, isn't it? So it's just it's just not gonna float your your
0: ball there. Shark is not Did playing that, that down at the cricketers, is he? Half <laughs> past three in you the morning. Man. Oh that's true.
4: But
1: no, it's not for me, it's just car crash of a song though.
0: Before I go to our list, let's listen to what Ezra says, because he doesn't agree with you. He says a big that I can't wait to do a garage soul jazz house filth mix of brilliant beyond words, <laughs> splendidly misplaced keyboards, force the solo meter into the red. I want parts of this track and a hologram of Mez to animate when I secure my support slot for Kanye West and allow me, and allow me to allow the fall to allow the world to experience a new kind of whose music. <laughs> Alistair, it's all over the place. These opinions, they're very diverse. What about you? Uh, Yeah,
2: yeah. Well, it just reminded me of uh, Hitman and her. You know, made me think of uh, Pete Waterman, who, by the way, I think he DJed uh, in the nineteen sixties. That is a poster where he was uh, supporting Black Sabbath. There's a little Pete Waterman uh, fact for you. But yeah, it, it also it reminded me a bit, you know, a shitty, simply red M people type thing. And uh, you know, to get onto the Mick Upnor thing, um, you know, you can say what you like about him, but Mark Smith never played for uh, Fulchester United, did he? Yeah, I could not ask writing any sensible notes about this. I mean, you some 1990s new order stuff saying respectable but you know
0: not quite as respectable um, no not for me Well we're not holding back tonight huh? I am glad he's not here It sounds a lot like strings of life like a dodgy knockoff of, of like a, a 90s like techno kind of thing but yeah without the drums I'm pretty sure this is uh, this is all going to be Julia Adamson's work as well because at the time this is the first album after they'd had the punch up and all the band had left right so Hanley you know so you would basically him Julia Adamson in the studio but (laughs) I don't think she spent a lot of time on uh, banging this one out. I kind of like those detuned keys that come in uh, the government is blurs, but that's it. There's not a, there's not a lot going on there. Sadly, uh, underdeveloped. I'll be uh, I'll be kind to it. What about Tim three on the other side?
3: Government have, is blurs is is got to be one of the, the the least kind of thought through political comments that he's ever made though, isn't it? I mean, it's just stating the facts, really, isn't it? It
0: literally was a fact, it wasn't a comment. But in terms of going from payer rates to on my own, it's it's, it's not a it's not a good direction, is it? In terms That's of social commentary. One, no. <laughs> right,
3: uh, Tim three on my own. Another corker from an underrated album. Sounds like something from a dance come down album with an off kilter twist. Not top tier fall, but I like it.
0: What's going on with them two? There you go. Can't fathom it. Anyway, it's up against one it's, day.
3: It's all left field today, isn't it? Nobody knows. It's the Andy. As- it's t- having two Aspinalls in the same virtual room at the same
0: time. It's some kind yeah. of feedback loop that's thrown us all off. <laughs> one day off cerebral caustic. Come on, let's see whether this turns stuff around. What does Timothy think of this one?
3: Well, I'll tell you Charlotte.
0: Please do. He's
3: put another pointless track from an album full of them, lacks any character or defining feature. And when it's finished playing, I find it hard to recall anything about it.
0: We're in cold and windy January, 2022. All the shutters are down. We're all gasping because we're all dry tobering or whatever. I don't know what's going on in that young man's mind. This is a splendid (laughs) track. This is brilliant. You're gonna gonna lost that girl. and all that kind of stuff going on. Distorted vocals, nice garage chugger. You'll never see my likes again. I thought it might have been a cover at first. When I first met you, you didn't go anywhere except the drama comparison of co-op theater. Ah, Actually, it's only okay, really. But I do like those um, distorted vocals. Al, what do you make of this song? Uh, distorted
2: vocals is always a great idea always a winner in my books v- very much a decent effort quite energetic similar kind of like energy rate to pay your air it's like with the intensity the, the bass and the drums but a little less edgy a little bit more polite you know because it's the latest stuff I can imagine it being shit hot live in your face heavy yeah it's it's a, it's a good effort only uh, backing vocals on there as well like saying overall I think it's, it's a little bit on the uh, on the polite side but there, there is a bit of energy to it a bit of honest so that's, that's, that's good
0: I give you that I think I think that's what it did it for me as well. I really like those overdriven vocals and I thought the tune itself was nice, but yeah, it's a bit tame. That era, really, If it'd been, a, it'd been a, bit, a bit more in the red I might have gone for it. Damn straight. Andrew, what about this for you?
1: Oh, it's a perfect fall song for me, this. It's um, it's fast, it's easy to listen, it's upbeat, it's tempo, it's raucous, it's noise. And the vocals, oh my word, what did he do? Sing through a CB radio? That was brilliant, the distortion on that. So yeah, I even like the production as a result. I thought it was, for me, happy days. I'm quite happy, I have a great day for you. Out of the car just before I got to work, I'd have a great day. It's a cracking song. Blended, Phil, yourself.
4: Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: It's a banger. It's an absolute banger. This is
3: great. I, I I thought the same thing that you did actually. I thought it. it might be a cover after I'd listened to it a couple of times, but uh, this is this is one of the odds. I thought musically it sounded very much like the Pixies. Sounded something like off Surfer or something like that, in you know, like Nimrod's Son or something. But we're, we're with mixing um, with Smithy's vocal, it's a, it's a pure fold tune. There's all kinds of backgroundy stuff going on as well, is know, Which was it's quite nice to sort of farts uh, some whistle stuff. He's got Got his sulfur Johnny Cash kind of vocal performance going on, which is which is all great. Yeah, really enjoyed it. I thought it was good.
0: Nice, nice. When he walks again, all reduced to cost price. Manual for deceit. You're a snake pit. One of these days you'll find out. Don't go on the wrong side of that, young man. Here's what Ezra (laughs) had to say. Do the voice. He's on fire.
4: Another masterpiece. it the concept of music as we uh, thought
0: we knew it. I cannot understand how the track did not inspire a veritable slew of garage bands marrying the barbershop scores to dirty dirty, 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 happy hardcore loops. You're a snake pit. This track rolls and scratches into higher dimensions of non-Euclidean quantum moronics. And I bloody effin' love it. <laughs> i might have made some of that stuff up but he he kind of likes it in a big way he's torn he's torn between these two
3: someone's like it is made out of cyclopean rock isn't it it
0: is gibbous and waxing what um have we heard from tim three we had him first right uh, no we didn't i don't remember yeah i think so <laughs> <coughs> another
3: <coughs> part of this track from an album full
0: of them oh i said something didn't he? Whatever. At this point, it's have no consequence. Let's take a vote. So Ezra's torn. He's the, the yellow belly that he is. has split his vote. Phil,
3: I'm I'm torn as well. I I, I like both of these, but I think I'm I'm going to go with um on my own. All
0: right,
1: interesting. Andrew, it's not so much for me this one to be honest. It's um, cerebral all the way. Easy totally. easy, totally, totally easy, easy,
0: easy. Me too. Actually, I'm going to with one day fairly easy choice in the end. Alistair? I'm going with one day myself. It's a bit of a no-brainer. Oh. And I've got no brain, so. Blimey. What about him? (laughs) What did he say? Did he say something?
2: uh, Yeah,
3: he did,
0: So, one day goes through, and moving on to the last two. It is theme from Sparta Football Club from Real New Fall LP 2003, formerly Country on the Click. You uh, you always play the ones you like longer, don't you, Phil? Yeah, sounds like psychology, <laughs> mate. you Know <Matt. laughs> your tricks, Andrew. What do you make of uh, this gem?
1: I wonder why he's playing a bit longer. To be honest, uh, why, why it's to his games now? It's um, it's a battle cry, a song, isn't it? It's an absolute thumb. it's a war cry. It's, what can I say? It's medicine. There's so much depth to it. it it's it, I don't understand why it's not in so many battle movies, etc. That
0: it's it's just it's a killer. Blended and Ezra agrees with you for once. He says. If this constituted all of the Fall's output post 2000, they would still be the only relevant music group in the known universe. Unfortunately, the COTK version is a lumpen mid-tempo slog. I refer the discerning listener to Theme 2. The Peel Session is also excellent. Two, number two is chrome-plated gang rock in its most exquisite and incandescent incarnation that I know of. Where you're going, clothes won't help. Cheap English man in the paper shop, you mug old women in your bobble hat. I guess the joke's on me because I hate foosball bollocks, but this song is so good, I usually have to listen to it four or five times in a row every time it comes on. We live on blood, exclamation mark, times five. Alistair, how about this for you?
2: <coughs> really good tune, innit? It reminds me a bit of, uh, you know, if, you, if you've got Matt Boland sort of uh, doing uh, something like kick a conspiracy, mashing together, like, you know, you got a bit of glam in there and a bit of, writing a song about hooligans, that's quite interesting he's probably been watching some documentary of some description and uh, uh, come up with that oh just what was in the news at the time I suppose because uh, it was still quite rife in Europe and still is I suppose uh, in, probably in this country like but yeah it reminded me of 1980s experiences of watching Wigan and being chased around by Bolton fans and things like that you know there's mentions in there like uh, Galatasaray you know saying they're a bunch of pussies I remember the, the, the welcome to hell thing when Man United played and uh, that was uh, back in the 90s yeah, they were terrifying the shit out of uh, all sorts. The tune itself, decent recording, really well written. I quite like the the dynamics in it, the the sort of uh, inward moving riff with the guitar, the the glam stomp. Was this the one that was used for the the football scores Um, uh, on BBC, Brendan? (laughs) (laughs) I think it was. I think it was was used for something like that uh, because they had some decent background music and stuff at the BBC at the time. To remember, they were were using some sort of... uh, the goal of a month, I had some erratic uh, Italian tune from the 1960s off uh, some compilation that I've got pretty good stuff like that going around at the time. Crippled Dick was a pretty good label, it was doing that like, but um, it's it's a really solid tune. I've, I've talked shit all about the song, we just talked bulks about other stuff as usual.
0: I like that idea of Mark Boland covering Kicker Conspiracy. I wonder if we can get him to do it. Hey, uh, i will him nice. Listening to Spot, goes on? He's kind of he's had another dab. From his party. He's had a few at this point. Listening to Sparta now makes me a little teary in the knowledge that we won't hear another sledgehammer of this like from the fall. I wonder if he knows they've split up. Um, tell what happened to Don't no, no, tell no, him. No. Who knows? <laughs> we kind of stopped paying attention a couple of years ago. Phil, what about you? Do you like this tune?
3: I do, yeah. It's it's one of them tunes, if you like getting drunk and shouting and testosterone and piss and vinegar and football crowds. And yeah, it's... Which I do. So it's, it's all good stuff. What I was saying, I think the, the riff's really great. It's really bright recording. It's, it's lo-fi, but it's, it's got a lot of welly in the mix. You've got Eleni, not just... Earning her place in the fall, but really kind of uh, leading the the show to a large degree. I think in terms of the accompaniment, and certainly leading the chanting and shouting. You can you can really hear how she's marshalling the band behind Smith, you? Can't hear, and you wonder whether a lot of his confidence in this lineup was really down to her being the uh, the man manager on the pitch. To to uh, stretch the metaphor a bit further. The lyrics are great, and we live on blood and stuff. Sounds like somebody's lifted from somewhere, doesn't it? I, uh, it's all big bollocks, chest sort of beating, kind of kind of shouting and singing, which is is great. And it, it speaks to my inner dickhead, which I which I don't use in a pejorative way. I think everyone should get in tune with their inner dickhead from uh, from
0: you now time to time. Indeed. Come on, I will show you how it will change when you give me something to slaughter shepherd boy it's uh, it's fighting talk isn't it really it's uh the the version the second version is is a lot um sprightlier it's a lot more glammy it reminded me of some of them bands that came out in the late uh kind of 90s that were uh, like earl brutus and Tim benson and those kind of like glam they mix like glam and garage rock and stuff and uh, some good stuff yeah, they knew they were onto a good thing because they released it about five times in five different <laughs> versions. Right, <laughs> got got the cash out. It was uh, it was everywhere at the time. But uh, and I think around this time they started chopping up his vocals on Pro Tools because it's it's tight and it's in time <laughs> in a way that like it wasn't before. And then they stopped doing that at some point. I think he must have got uh, lost the novelty of it. But around this point, he's like, "There's no way he's singing that in that in that time." That's all. That's all. Uh, Chopped up, but uh, it sounds good. So it's, uh, it's an absolute storm. Have we heard from Tim? We haven't, heard, have we? So I can't deal with having two people not here. It's too much. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so uh, he's put a solid and stolid rocker with funny lyrics and spirited backing vocals. Not my favourite on the record, but it's a great single.
0: Hard to please, but you know he's a man of high taste. Let's go Hello. to the last one of the. Uh, of the evening, slippy floor off your future, our clutter two thousand ten.
4: Tales from the Castle Verd, Verd, Your future is our cluster There's our airborne necessity That doesn't involve a problem This new approach is on the Give border the of necessity the A beautiful way I see And behold your Clocher It's gorgeous
3: You think you'd had a drink? Might have had a couple. Pip. Uh yeah, so I, I, I wasn't as familiar with this tune. And it was it was a great one to get into really. It sounds very sonic youth when you when it starts off. I think the guitar tones and the sort of old sensibility of it. And I, I, I love that sloppy blues guitar style that they've they've got going on with it. I really enjoyed that. And um, Mez sounds like he's really enjoying himself all the way through the tune which is is great to hear it's not you're not normally hearing this happy unless he's singing absolute nonsense over some skit but this is it actually sounds like he's having a whale of a time with this one and then it just keeps building and building and building and building until it's just like an absolute locomotive of a track This so it's it, there's this thing called fear g that that used to be very popular a thousand years ago where uh You know, it was about gaining union with God through this ascension into the atmosphere and the planetary spheres. And it's like that. It just keeps going up and up and up and up until all of a sudden it's just raw power being poured in your face.
0: i I thought that
3: too you thought exactly the same did you this is like
0: a thousand years ago
3: and then at the end it's like all this borosian cut-up stuff isn't it it's almost like you've come back to the mundane again and nothing's quite the same and it's uh you kind of wondering all fits together so that was glorious
0: yeah brilliant Nice. It's pretty epic. That first intro bit, nice, loose bass sounding, a tight snare. And then, then <laughs> that massive drum roll. What's it called? Is it a snare rush? A
4: snare rush, snare <laughs> <laughs> rush.
0: He has a snare rush or a drum roll for about 20 seconds and goes into that kind of rockabilly. It's a bit pub rockish. It's a little bit too meaty at times. And then it keeps building. There's some backing vocals that are buried in this going on that they kind of seem to build. And I put the nice cans on. I could, uh, could hear more of that stuff coming in. And then he goes into, yeah, about a minute of his answering machine with a message from his doctor by the sounds of it. Mr. Smith, you know, and uh, and then a bit of a slide guitar stuff. So it's something for everyone, really. Andrew, what's this do for you? If I take nothing from this podcast, I think
1: what I will take is this, because I miss this album entirely. And I'm putting that down to you, that, that year, 2010, when it came out, was when my boy was born. And you don't have a lot of time to listen to records, to be honest, when you've got a baby on the scene. It's a train ride of a song to me. It just keeps going and going and going and going and just gets better and better. it's a new favourite honestly by the time of the third listen so I think this is going to be um, a really hard one for me this because it's, it's a thumper.
0: Nice, yeah. If you if you like this stuff, yeah, all those albums around that era, so uh, Imperial, oh, so there's about three or four in a row. A lot of nice rocking stuff towards the end. The Mask of Red coming around, shining, ice cream. That's not what it, he doesn't say that. I saw a video this week that was <laughs> called Ice Cream, which was about like this fellow done like two and a half hours of like looking into the numbers in the shining and stuff and it reminded me because it, it, there's a reference to The Mask of Red Death by Poe in the... and. And I thought oh, there's something going on, I can't quite work out. There's something a bit malevolent in the in the lyrics. And uh, that slippy floor comes back about three times in three different songs on this album. And I think it's referring back to when he fell over and did his hipping. But uh, it might be a little bit more to it than that. I'm 95% inside of B. Drake. Good one. Um, Alistair, have I asked you already about this one? I've not. No, not yet, no. How can do you, you, do you
3: talk know. about the drum rush? The snare
0: rush. <laughs> the, dr- uh, the snare rush. The snare rush. <laughs> I'll stick
2: a snare rush in there, see if you can make it like, any more fucking interesting. The snare rush. <laughs> what Chaos Air Day but it, 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 I quite like the format of the song do you know the way it's sort
0: of like well, it's two songs isn't it it's But the, the Snow way... Rush <laughs> snare
4: Rush
0: which is the best part for me
2: is it alright I, I can talk about the Snow Rush if you like but I'd rather not <laughs> it's all <whole> <laughs> But I'd rather talk about the song snare Rush <laughs> Um, yeah like we said the, the, the way that they're just like slamming stuff together it's quite good it's like three separate songs in, in one so you got like the, the solid bass drum rhythm set at the beginning quite laid laid back lazy guitar for Y4C then it kicks into the Viva Last Press which bit again which goes on for ages I imagine that being really good live Um that the bit that comes after the snow rush the snow
4: rush
0: <laughs> might be <laughs> I stopped listening after that to be honest uh, yeah
2: uh, it's a shame because like, the bit after it um, with the sort of dictaphone stuff voicemail message kind of crap reminds me a bit of Throbbing Gristle and for me that's that's the best bit in it I'd so have had shitloads loads of that I'd have been more than happy it's, it's, it Is it's alright just in the middle section goes on too much And uh, I didn't, you know what I didn't notice any snare rush in it oh, so it's a snare rush. <laughs>
1: to just spin me. That's a drummer speaking. <laughs>
0: I uh, I did think the bit at the end was really nice. It's the first couple of times I didn't listen right to the end because I thought I knew where it was going. And then uh, it was a bit of a treat when I got all the way there. It's, uh, it takes you on a blended journey. Have I have uh, asked everyone now? Not Red I just says, Ever? He'd be fucking banging on about something. I mean, what's he say? Oh, here we go. I abhor the Brent, Brendo rhythm. That's when I get to choose what songs are. It's algorithm. It took me a while to work out what he used to because I choose what songs are on his same. He's, he's saying for the layman, he's saying yeah. these two shouldn't have gone up against each other. Wow. I agree with that. I don't care what he thinks, do I? Is it, There's no the way. El- There's is no- the algorithm. <laughs> I pick them. The rush. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there it is. Well done. in fact a
3: rush after he says that. The
0: snow rush. <laughs> Venetian yeah. <laughs> snares I abhor the brendo rhythm Yes, yeah, said that bit there's no, there's no way two tracks this good Do the voice There's no way that
4: two tracks this good Shall be forced into the last jewel This earlier proceedings A work of blah, 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 blah
0: Whatever <laughs> A work of impeccable <laughs> excellent My first time listening Love the flange keys at a time Pure lovecraft <laughs> Makes me want to eat my way into a room full of doilies. Lyrics, too much to digest on first blush, but they feature numbers, cigarettes, hospitals, and all the ingredients for primo fall world smash perfection on the borders of necessity. Surging smash of starry slipperiness. I won't apologise for repetititition.
3: Right. I, I agree with him. The eldritch keyboards uh, are most and and Stygian.
0: <laughs> Isn't it? We all like it all, and that's all that matters. We're all having a good old time. Tim3, so you think he won't like um, it. It's too pub rock for him.
3: Should we find out?
0: Nah, I don't think we can just guess.
3: Weezy, easy, weezy easy on that.
0: Oh. I'm going to tell you.
3: I'll tell you anyway. I really like this one. It's sort of diverse, and we've lots of nooks and crannies to explore within. I wish the last band had explored this style of studio composition a little more and moved away from some of the more straightforward rockers. Not a classic, but I've enjoyed hearing it this week, and it's solidified in my mind how much better the band was compared to a lot of the 90s records, even when it's just the odd song here or there.
0: Splendid, splendid. So, it, it's time for a vote, isn't it? Sparta against Slippy Floor. Philip?
2: Well, after much deliberation, I'm going to go with Sparta.
0: Ooh. Alistair?
2: Welcome to hell. It's the theme from Sparta FC.
1: Andrew? Hardest decision of the day, this, mate. Honestly see that we just toss We're this coin to like absolutely heads for sparta there we go it's a route sparta it is guys
0: yeah boys are taking a hell of a beating tim tim has
3: voted three two to slippy floor
0: interesting and uh, ezra split his vote and i'm going sparta so sparta walks it in the end so mm. that wraps up proceedings and that gives us pay your rates Entitled One Day and Theme from Sparta FC going through, unless I'm much mistaken. Got a couple of minutes. Why don't we have a chat about which is our favorite tune of the day? And uh, we not
3: just have a a, a really long snare rush at the end.
0: (laughs) Oh, I did, in in. about 20 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) But Alistair, as you've been given, a, we've given you a bit of a hard time, undeservedly so. What's your favourite track of the evening? *Pay Your Wares*. Nuff said. Yeah,
2: definitely. I um, it's it's just a nasty piece of work,
0: isn't it? You know, put favourite gun into you. Splendid. Andrew, what's your uh, what's your top tune, top pick?
1: I thought *What for Sparta*, but as soon as this programme's finished, I'm going to listen to *The floor again. <laughs> She's my new favourite. It be short-lived. It will be short-lived. I know. Sparta's probably the greatest song ultimately, but. Possibly followed 20s. by Zanadou. Well, maybe. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'll repeat.
0: <laughs> this is what happens uh, every week. We vote. with we, we get to the end of it, and then we say our favourite song is one that we didn't vote for and that lost. Uh, in is that right? It's a yeah, fall flat. <laughs> yeah.
4: I'm
0: going to do the same in about a minute. Um, Phil, yourself
3: there was only Xanadu that that I I wasn't really that into this week all the rest of them have been great but um, I think if I had to pick one it'd probably be Entitled which which I really liked that
0: was (laughs) and I given that it's going and never ever coming back I'm picking Legend of Xanadu as my favourite song (laughs) because it is ridiculous and the more i listened to it the more i did start to love it and yeah after i listened to the original it made me hate it again and then it works its way back into my heart a second time so um i'm taking taking zanadine on me my bag and we'll never speak of it again so there we go (laughs) we finished we've done it andrew thanks for coming along my pleasure You've been Indeed. going against like Alistair off lords, but
1: I held back this time. I thought I'd be kind to him. I know. You very well be able to the
0: <laughs> sibling sibling rivalry. That's what this show has been missing. I'll get our kid on as well. Phil, you bring your you can bring your brother if Ezra's got any brothers, but uh, we'll see. Well, thanks, and uh, we're going to this party next week. And uh, Andrew, take it easy, and you chaps also take Appreciate it easy you. if that's acceptable.
1: Good. Thank you all. You.